Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Uh, as we're recording this, the NCAA men's basketball tournament just concluded. Uh, congrats to the Kansas Jayhawks, but we're not here to talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. We've talked too much about basketball. It's time to talk about baseball. Uh, opening day is this week. Um, and with opening day, obviously, comes our big, long season predictions. And when I say we, I mean myself as well as my guest today, possibly the most recurring guest, uh, Noah Maruglia. Noah, how are you doing? What's good, man? I'm glad the baseball season's back. We didn't think it would happen for a little bit, but here we are a week late, but baseball is baseball and I'm glad it's back. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm there with you. And I'd like to clarify what I previously said. You're probably not the most recurring, but I'd say in terms of you've been on what? Probably four straight. I've been on four straight because college basketball was awesome this year. Talked a lot about it. And now we got the MLB podcast. So yeah, that's four that's straight. That's the thing is you're, you might not be the most frequent, but you're definitely you're you're the clear MLB correspondent. I think is the best way to put it. Yes, sir. Okay, let's get right into it. In this episode, we are. I mean, you're you clicked on the title. This, we're gonna go over AL teams in this one, and then the next one we will do National League teams in playoffs. Um, so we're gonna get right into that. Let's start at the bottom of the American League East. Noah, who do you have in the cellar there? I have the Baltimore Orioles. To no one's surprise. Um, this is not a very good team. There is no chance they are a good team. They have Cedric Mullins. They have prospects on the way. But I do not foresee success for the 2022 Baltimore Orioles. I, uh, I concur. I do have the Orioles in last. And the Orioles are really at the point um, as a team where you're not really thinking about wins and losses. You're looking at personal performances and improvement. Uh, whether that be a guy like Cedric Mullins, if he can build off of an incredible, you know, all-star 2021 season, uh, youngster Ryan Mountcastle, uh, obviously, you know, Trey Mancini, Anthony Santander, and hopefully, you know, Adley Rutschman, they'll manipulate his service time. I know he's dealing with a nagging injury. Then he'll be up and play. See if you can maybe, you know, I, I don't know, find a, some veterans that maybe can turn it around, flip them. But, yeah, no, I don't. It's, it's hard to imagine the Orioles – uh, being anywhere other than fifth, not even because first off, they're not a great team. And second off, because this is also just a ridiculously good division. But yeah, uh, I got the O's in last. Uh, we're going to do fourth. Yeah, uh, yeah. So my fourth place team in the AL East is the Boston Red Sox. I just think that, you know, the, obviously they, they got Trevor Story that saved the offseason. But I just – I don't like their pitching. I don't think their pitching is very good. And I just think they're going to fall behind in this division. I mean, the bullpen, you have what? Uh, are they going to – is Garrett Whitlock going to be a starter or reliever? He's a reliever. I think it's reliever, and I think they were just using – I think it's reliever, I think it was too. just like a big bullpen day. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the bullpen isn't very good because I don't – I'm not very high on Matt Barnes. And I just think the pitching falls flat in this division. The lineup is good. You know, Trevor Story, Bogarts, Devers. You got JD, you got Kike Hernandez, Verdugo. But I just think 
out of these four very good teams, I think they're the weak link. Also, Chris Sale is like not going to pitch for half the year. Yeah. So they're, they're very sketchy to me. Okay, and I looked it up, and it, it seems like they're going to stretch out Whitlock, but I don't know. It's like It looks like they're maybe going to stretch him out, but not necessarily use him as a starter immediately. I have no idea. Well, with, um, with Sale going down, they'll probably have more of a need for him to start. For sure. Um, thus far, we are the same. I have the Boston Red Sox in fourth. Again, this speaks a lot more to the strength of this division than uh, – than the Red Sox being a bad team. The Red Sox lineup looks like a lineup that could win a World Series. Um, I will say, though, I think I have a hard time seeing a guy like Kike Hernandez uh, replicate his success. But when you have Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, uh, Trevor Story, Alex Verdugo, and then, I mean, there's a version of Bobby Dahlbeck that's really good. Um, that I mean, that, that's a really good lineup. Uh, the lineup isn't the issue. Um, the issue is the rotation. Even with Chris Sale, I think found it a little sketchy, but especially without him. Uh, oh, absolutely. Turning. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah, the rotation sketch as it is, and you lose Chris Sale. Absolutely. I mean, it, you'll have Evaldi's is solid. I still, I, I don't consider him an ace, but he's good pitcher. Uh, I like Tanner Hook. Uh, I think he's good. But then after that, they have what Pavetta. I like Pavetta, but you know he's. I think Pavetta's fine. Rich Hill, you know what you're getting from Rich Hill, but that's not someone that you want making big time starts. And then who's I don't who's gonna be their fifth? I don't. Uh, did they sign Waka? They did sign Michael Waka. He'll probably be the fifth. And then Michael Waka will probably be. And I don't know. It's just I I know that they got through it last year despite not having great rotation, but it's just one of those things where if you're projecting the outlook of a team in such a big, you know, in such a good division, I, I'm not, I, you can't overlook that lack of, lack of starting pitching. The bullpen, bullpen's not that bad. You got Whitlock, Deepman, Matt Barnes. Uh, Matt Strom, I think, was a good addition from my San Diego Padres. Um, I think the bullpen can be fine. Uh, just this rotation is what limits the Sox to fourth for me. Also, like, if you put the Red Sox in the West or the Central, like, they probably win the division or at least almost win the division, but it's just such a hard division that I just, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be about a 500 team. Yep. I concur. Uh, we can move to third. So my third place team is the New York Yankees. Um, I think the New York Yankees kind of like the Boston Red Sox are a good roster. And I think they got better. They, you know, getting Josh Donaldson and Falefa, that was a good deal for them. I, you know, they strengthened the left side of the infield. Um, Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge. He's, you know, going to be very good. But what I really like about the Yankees is their pitching. I mean, I think that their start, their rotation is a little bit weak, but they have such a good bullpen. The Yankees have one of the best bullpens in baseball. And I think with the, the mix of the bullpen, the, you know, stars at the top of the rotation and the good lineup. I think the Yankees are going to uh, go 88 and 74 and secure a wild card spot. I have them third in the AL East. So this is our first spot of uh, difference and third place in the American League East. I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I was kind of on the fence already between the Rays and another team for third place. But after trading Austin Meadows, I kind of 
solidified the Rays at third, which I know the general rhetoric is trust the Rays, but I, I really don't get giving up Austin Meadows for just Isaac Bradis, but that's a whole different discussion. Uh, the Rays, you can never doubt them on paper. It's always, you always are like, wow, but can they really, how, how do they win the AL East? How are they always, you know, going deep in the postseason? And they're just, they're so well-constructed. The lineup, uh, you got a full year of Wander. You have one of the most underrated players in Brandon Lau, uh, Randy Rosarena. Uh, and then you just got a plethora of platoon guys that'll, that'll kill you. You know, you can't really, there's no clear advantage going one way or the other. Um, the rotation, I think, is good. It's talented, but I'm a little concerned in the sense that there's not, I, I don't know, there's no guy that I feel super confident in. Besides Ryan Yarbrough, you know what you're getting from a guy like him. Uh, but he, I don't think he's he's not he's not a top-level pitcher. Corey Kluber is an intriguing ad, but definitely risky. Um, I love Shane McClanahan. I'm a huge believer in him. It's just sometimes hard to buy into a young guy to really shoulder the load. Not that the uh, Rays necessarily ask him for that many innings out of their starters. Um, Luis Patino, love him too. Um, I'm trying to think who else on that team. I love Shane Baz. It's unfortunate that uh, that he's injured. I think if he can come back healthy, that'd be incredible because I before that, I, I actually had him as my rookie of the year pick. And then the bullpen. The bullpen, every year, it doesn't look that great on paper. And it just always is. That's just what the Rays do. The Rays always have one of the best, if not the best, bullpen in the league. Um, they added Brooks Raley from the uh, from the Astros. I like that. You bring back Kittredge. Uh, maybe at some point you get back Nick Anderson. Um, that'd be that's cool. a disgusting bullpen. That that'd be really cool if you could get him back. Uh, personally, a big fan of their lefty Jeffrey Springs. That's just a guy that kind of. That's just what the team does. They just kind of spawn guys. Um, and turn them into great relievers. That's just what this team does. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Rays won the division, um, but for the time being, I have them in third place, uh, securing a wild card spot. On the topic of bullpen, my third my third place team in the AL East, I mean, Clay Holmes, Jonathan Loisega, Aroldis Chapman, Chad Green, I mean, that that's that's just such a good bullpen. Johnny Lozano. Obviously, obviously, Chapman had the, had the yips in 2021, but He's a role this Chapman, and people are really going to learn who Clay Holmes is. Obviously, Chad Green is Chad Green, and Loisega was just awesome last year. So I really like that bullpen. And, I mean, you, you've got Lucas Lutke. You've got you – know, it's just – that's a great bullpen. And maybe, like, Severino will be in their bullpen because I don't know what's going on with him. Like, he, he – I feel like every time he tries to, like, ramp up his pitch count, he gets hurt and then, like, goes back to square one. So we'll see with him. We will see. Uh, now we're in the top two for the AL East. And my second place team is the Rays. I, I won't spend too much time talking about them because you just heard a lot about them from Jeremy. Um, I, I have made the mistake of doubting the Rays uh, almost every year because you look at the roster and you're just like, okay, this is they've gotten worse. But like someone's going to come out of nowhere and just be an all-star level player. Like, like Andrew Kittredge was an all-star last year. Like, I mean, I'm a hardcore baseball fan and like, I might've knew the name, but like who really knew Andrew Kittredge and the dude's an all-star. So the Rays are going to just find a way to make it work. And I have them winning 90 games uh, and being second in the AL East because that's just who they are. They find a way. 
Yeah. Um, just I, I looked this up for reference with Andrew Kittredge. Um, in 2018 and 2019, when he threw 38 and 49 innings for the Rays, uh, 2018, he had a 7.75 ERA. And 2019, he had a 4.17. And then 2021, he had a 1.88 ERA with, you know, three FIP. It's just, that's just what they do. It's incredible. Um, But my second place team, the New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, as Noah talked about, um, we were kind of waiting for them to make a big splash this offseason. It didn't happen, but I think in general, they still did get better. Um, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, big defensive upgrade at shortstop. Uh, bring back Anthony Rizzo, who I think is a pretty good consolation prize, even if it's not, you know, Matt Olson or Freddie Freeman. Um, that, you know, the outfield, especially if you're including the DH with Stanton, there's, there's not a better outfield in all of baseball to me. Uh, Josh Donaldson, great get. Um, they got a good lineup, man, I think. Especially if Glaber Torres um, and DJ LeMay, you can kind of, find themselves that i mean it's a really good offense and the rotation's weird because the thing is in total the rotation was pretty solid last year garrett cole um not a sticky stuff merchant one of the best pitchers in all of baseball uh jordan montgomery's pretty good uh nestor cortez i don't expect him to replicate what he did last year but i think he can be a serviceable arm uh jameson tyone you don't really know what you're getting from him if we get a healthy severino i really like that rotation, but that's a big if, and that's that's kind of where we're at. The you know the Yankees do have some pitching guys on the way, and the likes of you know Davey Garcia, Clark Schmidt. Rotations, I don't love it, but then um, you go to the bullpen. Noah talked about it. Rodas Chapman, Chad Green, Jonathan Luizaga, uh Clay Holmes, Lucas Lugie. They just traded for uh, what was it, Miguel Castro from the Mets, and they traded for some dude from. From the Rays, I think, like David McKay or something. Yeah, I mean they just the, the bullpen's the bullpen's nice, and I think they'll at some point in the season they get Zach Britton back as well. Um, and that's what look you don't need to have an incredible rotation if you can get you know guys to just go five or so service bullings, pass that off, get give it to you know. I also forgot Wandy Peralta is pretty useful. Just get it to, you know, four relievers, and they can win a lot of games like that, shortened games when you get to the bullpen. Um, so I have the Yankees in second, uh, also securing a wild card spot. They disappointed me re-signing Anthony Rizzo. I think they should have pulled the trigger on a Matt Olson trade or splashed the cash on Freddie Freeman because they're the Yankees, and, like, if they would have got Matt Olson, they might have been, like, my World Series favorites. But I just – it just it's your Yankees. I mean, obviously they haven't won since well, two thousand and nine. I mean, that's not that long, but it's just like I just feel like it, it would if I was a Yankees fan, I would be very disappointed that I mean Rizzo's you know, they loved Rizzo, but just you had Matt Olson there. You should have just pulled the trigger. Also, they they've prospect hugged and how has that worked out for them? Like they gotta be aggressive if they if they really wanna if they really wanna win. Because right now I think this team will get in the playoffs, but I I don't think they're going to win the World Series. No, and I think the one thing is more than – I think that's a perfectly good argument about Olsen or about Freeman. I think the other arguments make is, sure, I, I, I like this trade. I think Kenner Falefa and Donaldson were good additions. But for the money that Carlos Correa got, sure, it was a lot annual. But to get him for th- um, three years and 35, I mean, I don't know how the Yankees don't 
pounce on that or even, you know, up that offer just a little bit. Because, I mean, do what you want. I'm not here to tell, you know, billionaires how to spend their millions of dollars. But, man. They got outsmarted. Carlos Correa getting added there. And then maybe you just re-sign Rizzo and who cares? I mean, that's – you can still – there's still trades you can make to move. But they literally – the trade acquiring Donaldson and Connor Falefa is what allowed the Twins to sign Correa, which is – They just – they got outsmarted. It's as simple as that. The Twins made a genius move, and the Yankees look like fools. It's just – that's what it is. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean – when it comes down to, though, still a good club, but definitely left a little bit to be desired. Uh, but we're we're at the top of the at least now, and I, I have a feeling we have the same team, just uh, going out on a limb. Yeah, I have the Blue Jays winning the at least. Um, kind of off topic, but like this year, like last year at this time, I was low on the Blue Jays because they didn't have pitching. But now their pitching is insane. Like I think their pitching might be their be- their their rotation is their best asset. And that is impressive to me. I know the lineup is good, but I have some concerns that I'll get into later with the lineup in some way. I mean, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman, Yusei Kikuchi, Alec Manoa, obviously in no order, Hinjin Ryu. That is a great rotation. Uh, That is is a fantastic rotation. The bullpen concerns me a little bit, but that front office is smart. At the trade deadline, I'm sure they'll get some bullpen pieces for their push. I like them winning this division because I think they're the most complete team. Um, they might have one of the worst in the division, like maybe the, the fourth best bullpen. So it's not very good in the division, but the rotation one could argue is the best in the division. I'd give that to the Rays, but you could argue the Blue Jays have the best one and their lineup. I mean, they have mashers and I like that they traded for Matt Chapman. I think he is going to bounce back in Toronto, especially having the protection around him. He's going to get pitches to hit that he wouldn't have gotten in Oakland just because you'd rather you'd rather give pitches to hit to like Seth Brown, where now he's going to have no, no slander to Seth Brown, just where you're going to have like Vladdy around you and Springer and all those superstars. I like the Blue Jays winning the AL East. Such a complete team. Yeah. Um, I also have the Blue Jays. I mean, you look at that lineup. I, I admittedly, I'm not the biggest Matt Chapman fan, but even I can concede, I think it was a good addition. Um, Cause if nothing else, even if he's, you know, platinum glove winner, he's a platinum glove winner. And even if he's only good for some power and you know, he's not consistent. Luckily, I mean, you have you know, just to name a couple, you got George Springer, Vladdy Greer Jr., Teos Hernandez, Bo Bichette, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I love Alejandro Kirk. Um, it's, it's a deep, really good lineup. Um, and possibly, I mean, I, I I have a hard time seeing it get done, but look, I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to pull off some, some late hour magic and Jose Ramirez was on that team. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, and yeah, last year, the rotation was a little concerning. Uh, Robbie Ray did step it up, which ended up alleviating a lot of the concerns and ended up helping them have more success. But this year, for a full year, it, it looks good. Um, Jose Barrios uh, has looked great. Looked really good once he moved to Toronto for the most part. Um, Hinjin Ryu, he's not, you know, I don't think he's a bona fide ace like he once was, but he's certainly a capable guy. A lot of innings, if nothing else. Uh, Kevin Gosman, who they signed, I think, I don't think he's going to be better. Like, I don't really see him being able to improve upon last year. He, he 
went a little down in the second half, but I still think he's a great, great addition, um, especially for the value. Alec Manoa, I absolutely love. He's one of my favorite young pitchers in the game. Really fun guy to watch. Uh, and then you say Kikuchi. I think he's a he's a valuable uh, back end. I think if a guy like Kikuchi is your fifth, you have a, you have a good rotation. And the bullpen's concerning, but I think I shouldn't say concerning. The bullpen's not necessarily secure, but I think there's I think there's upside for it. Jordan Romano, uh, good. They added Yimi Garcia, um, the you know sidewinder Adam Simber, Julian Merriweather only pitched a couple innings in 2021. Hopefully he can you know come back and contribute maybe a nate pearson comes back at some point um and they use him out of the bullpen i don't know but um the combination of that deep lineup and and a rotation that really one through five gets it done i i like the blue jays to win the east i mean yeah i i guess i can't say i i wouldn't be surprised just because like red sox think he's raised but i just feel like this team's for how good the division is, it kind of impresses me how I just, I feel pretty safe about picking them to win this division. Yep. And I mean, that's obvious, you know, obviously they added Gosman, but that's all they, they traded for or signed Gosman traded for Chapman, but this is also a team that, you know, as it was constructed last year, uh, you know, had Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray have incredible years. I think it just speaks to their, their team building. And I think, on certain guys like a Yusei Kikuchi or maybe even a Yimi Garcia. Um, I just, I, I like, I like the construction of this team. I think one interesting thing with Kikuchi is like, I, I feel like I read an article somewhere here about how like with the Mariners, he was like, at some point he was like pitching 96 and I guess he got fatigued or he's, I don't feel like he's going to have as much pressure to be like that. I'm not ace, but like that front rotation kind of guy. He's going to be the back end, so he can kind of. Yeah, he had some lofty expectations in Seattle. Whereas now he's at the back of of a good rotation. He's not going to have as much pressure on him. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the uh, to the AL Central. Who do you have at the cellar? The AL Central is like an interesting division because it's not good, but I feel like it's deep. Like I feel like one through five. They're all like pretty solid for within the division. But in last place, I have the Royals, who I honestly think will probably be a pretty fun team to watch this year. I mean, Melendez will come up, Witt will be there. Um, you have probably like what Nick Prado, he'll probably get there eventually. Um, and then Salvador, you know, for, for guys that are there right now, you have Salvador Perez. I mean, you got Whit Merrifield, uh, you got Nikki Lopez. I like Nikki Lopez. And then the outfield, Benintendi, Michael A. Taylor, Kyle Isbell. I guess maybe Olivares will start somewhere there. Um, but that team is an interesting team. It, you know, if you have nothing else to watch, you might want to turn on a Royals game in 2022. But I do think they'll be at the bottom of the AL Central at 75 and 87. Yep, I have the uh, I have the Royals in last place of the American League Central. Uh, the lineup's not bad. What Merrifield, you know what you're getting from him. He's a solid player, a uh, good contact guy. You can play him anywhere. Uh, Bobby Whip, one of the most exciting prospects in baseball. I will say that I'm not necessarily as high on him as some other people. I think he's good. I don't know if he's top five in the league kind of good uh, prospect-wise, but if nothing else, it'll be super exciting to watch. Uh, Salvador Perez, love him or hate him. The dude has been mashing. Should uh, make him a DH. Should make him a DH and p- pave the way for MJ Melendez, who 
on the contrary to what I was saying about what I think is an underrated prospect, I think he's one of the best prospects in baseball. Uh, Nicky Lopez, solid. Their, their lineup's not that. You, you got a guy like Carlos Santana, Andrew Benintendi. There are pieces in that lineup. Uh, it's the kind of lineup that with a really good rotation and bullpen could, you know, be a competitive team, but that's just not the case. Uh, the rotation's not good. They re-signed Zach Ranke, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, brought they kind up. of they kind of flew under the radar, but that's like cool. Good for them. Yeah, for sure, cool. But I, I, you know, he's not he's not a number one anymore. Uh, Brad Keller's whatever. Daniel Lynch. Eh. I like Brady Singer, but other than that, really, no one in that rotation gives me any sort of confidence. It's in, it's interesting because I don't I don't think Brady Singer is going to be very good. Like I don't know. I just like I, if someone's going to step up, I think it's going to be like Jackson Kovar. Yeah, that's that's fair. Bullpen, uh, you know, not great. Scott Barlow, Josh Stowmont, Amir Garrett. Other than that, you know, I'm not really can't really think of too many great bullpen options. So uh, Kansas City, you know, similar to what I was saying about the Orioles, except even, you know, hyper-focused, is it's about personal things. It's about how Bobby Witt plays. It's about how, you know, when MJ Melendez comes up, how a guy like he plays, um, how the young talent shows up. That's what, that's what this season is about. My fourth-place team is the Cleveland Guardians. I think that the lineup is horrible. I mean, it is not a good lineup. Uh, it's going to look something like what Austin. I'm just, I'm just kind of looking at the roster in order. You have Austin Hedges as your, as your catcher. You've got Yu Chang and Bobby Bradley, Owen Miller. Obviously, the best you have the third, the best third baseman in baseball, Jose Ramirez. But it remains to be seen if he'll be there the entire year. And your shortstops like Ahmed Rosario, and then the outfield consists of. Oscar Mercado, maybe Stephen Kwan. Uh, Miles Straw will definitely start every day. You got Franmil Reyes. He's good. But, I mean, basically, other than Franmil Reyes and Jose Ramirez, uh, who cares? Like, that's a bad, bad lineup. And the pitching will be good because it's the Guardians. Their pitching is always good. Um, but I just – I think this team, some people might might say they're like a sleeper team for the playoffs. I completely disagree. You look at that lineup and just realize – Okay, th- this team isn't going anywhere unless, like, if if Bobby Bradley turns into Barry Bonds, maybe. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. So I've got the Guardians in fourth, in fourth place. For me, in fourth place, and I would like to preface this by saying I tried to find a way to justify putting them as high as second place, but looking at it, I just really couldn't. Uh, that's the Detroit Tigers. Um, I think the future is super bright for Detroit. When it came down to, I just I have a hard time putting them higher than fourth, at least on paper. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they finished top three or or like two where I wanted to justify because of the stuff you can't measure. Also, you know, the AJ Hitch factor, possibly some other additions. But the lineup is just still not very good. Um, I like Akil Badu. Um, I, Robbie Grossman's serviceable. Uh, Javier Baez, you know, up and down, but certainly, certainly uh, a welcome addition at shortstop. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, I really, really like. Um, I think that he'll have a fairly seamless transition and be good. Then Jonathan Scope, I think, is pretty good. Um, but it, it's just after that, there's just nothing incredible. And with the guy, there's not necessarily a lot of consistency from any of those guys except for Grossman. Grossman, you know, or again, any of those other guys, you know, it's it's no guarantee that they're able to be great. Um, the rotation, I've always been a huge fan of. Uh, the rotation in Detroit, 
They added Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, and, of course, you got the trio of Casey Mize, Tarek Subal, Matt Manning. And, and then they'll probably have Tyler Alexander round, rounded out. Um, I really believe in Mize. Uh, I think Mize looked pretty good last year. And the biggest one is I've ever since, you know, his ascension to a pretty high prospect, I've been a huge Tarek Skubal fan. Uh, I think I think he can be a stud. Uh, it remains to be seen. Bullpen is, you know, they got some solid lefties in Gregory Soto, um, Andrew Chafin, although I know he's injured. It's just, I don't know. I, I really want, I want the Tigers to show up better than this. Um, but when it comes down to it, comparing other teams, I just, it, it's hard for me to, based on the product on paper, to put them higher than Corth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I've got the Tigers in third place at 83 and 79. And I'm, I'm just going to disagree with you because I think like Tucker Barnhart and Eric Haas, those are, those are great catchers. Like some, you know, like that tandem is probably top 10 in MLB. I'm really high on Tucker Barnhart. And I think that lineup mashes like Jonathan scope, uh, you know, Willie Castro and Harold Castro. I, I, they're their second baseman. They're kind of meh, but then like, Candelario, he's consistent. I trust him. Javi Baez, overrated as a player, but will be a welcome addition to that lineup. And I love the outfield. Austin Meadows, Akil Badu, and Robbie Grossman. Like, those guys are all, in my opinion, very good. And I think the Tigers, like, I'll say this. I would not be surprised, like, if they're if they sneak into the wild card. Because they're just, they're such a, they're such a solid team. They don't have superstar power, but I just I, – I like that team. And I think, like, Spencer Turnbull, like, he's – because I think he got hurt last year, and I think he's coming back this year. He's going to be good. The bullpen is solid. I mean, you've got uh, Andrew Chafin, Michael Fulmer, Gregory Soto, and then I, I just I, – I really think this team is – is it's so well-rounded that it could make the playoffs, especially in this division, because they're better than Cleveland. They're better than uh, Kansas city. And I think there's a world where they're better than Minnesota, because I think they're, I think their pitching is a lot better than Minnesota's. Um, full disclosure. I forgot that Austin Meadows. Well, I started making this and didn't finalize it. Then I remembered Austin Meadows. Uh, was a Tiger during the middle of this, and for that reason, I will be switching out the Tigers ahead of the Guardians, which gives away that originally I had the Guardians in third. Uh, Noah already talked about them. The lineup, it's basically Jose Ramirez, Franmil Reyes, and then a bunch of maybes. Uh, Stephen Quam, the the youngster, could do something. I like Miles Straw. Other than that, you have someone like Austin Hedges, Bradley Zimmer, guys who just have not really shown anything. Uh, you know what you're getting in the pitching. Uh, rotation as good as any with Beaver, please hack. Uh, Quantrill, Savali, McKenzie. That's, I mean, that's rock solid. One of five. Bullpen, Emmanuel Classe, obviously a stud. I don't think it's as good as it maybe usually is in terms of like being really deep in guys, but they're they're one of those teams that is also able to churn out guys. And of course, you know, need him to call up our guy, lefty uh, Ben Krauth, showed up in front of the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's just it. Hard to get excited about the Guardians. You know, if they if they really invested anything into uh, their offense, they'd be a pretty good team because that pitching, you know, where their pitching has been consistently over time, they've uh, 
it's it, that that's championship caliber. They've had championship caliber pitching, and just horrific, horrific offense at this point. Yeah, I, I don't. The team is like gonna. It's gonna be a struggle to score like more than three runs a night. It's just that lineup is not good, and they'll probably. I mean, let's be honest. They'll they'll probably trade Jose Ramirez in the season. Like, yeah. it's just I don't know. I think they trade front meal back to the Padres for Eric Hosmer, personally. Um, in second place, I have the Minnesota Twins, who I'll say this: I I I love their lineup, but just like full disclosure, I think people are overrating the Minnesota Twins. Um, they they have like. The rotation is, is okay. Um, they have Joe Ryan. They have, I guess you could say, like, they have Bailey Ober, Chris Archer. But it's just the pitching. I mean, I, I know I just said Chris Archer, but, like, you're going to be trotting out Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy. Like, maybe uh, is uh, Jarrell Cotton going to start for them, or is he a reliever now? I think I saw maybe he's transitioning back to a starter. I just – I don't, I don't like their pitching whatsoever. And the lineup mashes. I mean, the two catchers, Jeffers and Sanchez, those, you know, those are two great catchers. And uh, Jorge Polanco is maybe one of the more underrated players in baseball. Obviously, you have Correa. And Alex Kirloff will have a great year. Byron Buxton's an MVP candidate. But I just think the pitching is going to fall flat. And obviously, you wish health. But, like, well, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you hope people stay healthy. But you're like a... You're a Joe Ryan injury away from like Chris Archer being race. And I just I don't like that. That that team is can't sneak into the playoffs with that pitching. Maybe at the deadline, you know, they grab I guess they have Kenta Maeda coming back from uh, Tommy John. I forgot about Kenta Maeda, but you know, just still the pitching doesn't move me. Yeah, I mean, I I also have the twins in second. I think generally I like what they've done this offseason. Uh it's been a good offseason. I, 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 I would say it's been a good offseason. Uh, where their lineup is at, their lineup is very good. Uh, a healthy Byron Buxton is as good of a player as you'll find in, in the sport. Uh, the tandem of Jorge Polanco and Carlos Correa up the middle is great, or Luis Arise as well, the contact man himself. You know, Kepler and Kirloff in the outfield with Buxton, that's great. Urshela serviceable at third. Um you know, Gary Sanchez, I know we've been kind of waiting on that resurgence for a while, but I, I, I think it can happen. I mean, if nothing else, I think he can be productive offensively uh, to an extent. The pitching, you mentioned it. Uh, I love Joe Ryan. Really, really like Joe Ryan. But after that, it's eh. Sonny Gray's solid, but doesn't really move me. Uh, I think he's fine. But at this point in his career, like he was, he his ERA was hovering around four last year. That doesn't really do it. <laughs> I forgot about Sonny Gray. Just, just full disclosure. But That's still, it. still the pitching. Yeah, uh, Dylan Bundy, former Angels legend. I don't, I don't know if he's really ready to step up, bounce back like that. Chris Archer. I again, I, I have a hard time seeing him have that much success. I just, have, I just have a hard time seeing him stay healthy, unfortunately. That, 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 that's the thing for sure. They're both been uh, not bad. You got Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, uh, Joe Smith. Uh, I mean, they, they, they have some pieces, they have to make some, you know, moves to 
really become if, if they really want to make the playoffs really do something legit they they're gonna have to make more moves but they can certainly compete uh they can certainly compete because that lineup breaks uh that lineup totally plays add a starter to add another up in the pen and then we can talk about them making the playoffs possibly um a first place team is the white Sox, who i've like significantly gotten lower on as the off season continues um and it's kind of unfortunate because they've kind of gotten unlucky with injuries uh they're pitching i mean they're going to start the season without lance lynn crochet's done for the year um but i just like i they're the best team in this division but all of a sudden i feel like People thought, okay, this team, like last year, like this team's going to be a lock in this division for the next three years. And the Twins just have this big offseason. Like if the pitching, like if they have, like you kind of said, like Dylan Bundy comes out of nowhere, right? And that lineup mashes, like all of a sudden the Twins are knocking on the door. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if, if the White Sox like can't stay healthy, which so far they haven't been healthy, I think that they could easily not win this division. But you have an MVP candidate in Luis Robert, Robert. I want to call him Robert. It's Robert. You got Eloy, AJ Pollock, Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada. Uh, another, I think Yohan Moncada is a dark horse MVP candidate. Uh, Jose Abreu, he's kind of regressing a little bit at this point. Got the best catcher in baseball, Yasmani Grandal. Just if, if the pitching depth keeps on taking hits, then this team you know, might, might fall the twins, but I, I have them winning this division because I, I, they're definitely the best team here. And I, I'm, yeah. Yep. Uh, I have them. Well, you already know that I also have the white Sox there for use process of elimination. Uh, they have had some, you know, bad luck with some of their injuries so far, but the lineup remains largely intact and it, it rakes. Uh, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yal Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, Yasmani Grandal, uh, Luis Robert, Robert. It's it's Robert, but what's well, Luis Robert? But like, well, so Americans will just say Robert, whatever. Uh, and then you add AJ Pollock. I think AJ Pollock was a phenomenal get. Um, I think it, it made sense from the Dodgers' perspective to part ways with them because they have so many available guys. Give a chance to Gavin Lux, but man, to be able to get AJ Pollock. Uh, and add him to that outfield. I, I think that's an incredible, you know, get. I think he's one of the more underrated hitters in baseball that just kind of is lost in the Dodgers chaos. Uh, so that, that lineup is really good there. The rotation when healthy looks nice, but with Landon, you know, dwindles down. I'm, I'm a big Lucas Giolito guy. I love Lucas Giolito. Uh, Dylan sees solid. Dallas Keuchel is just not what he once was. He can give you innings, but I don't know. Oh, uh, Dallas Keuchel is not good at all. I He's like, horrible. I like Michael Kopech's profile, but another one where I'm just worried about longevity from a guy like him. And yeah, uh, bullpen, they do still have a really good bullpen, despite the loss of Garrett Crochet on the training of Craig Kimbrell. Liam Hendricks, Aaron Bomber, Kendall Graveman. Uh, I know Joe Kelly is a little banged up right now, but then when Joe Kelly's back... Um, or I don't know, maybe he's already back for opening day. I'm not entirely sure, but I know he was banged up. Uh, still a really good bullpen. Super unfortunate for Crochet to go down. Uh, really fun guy to watch. With, I mean, 
the White Sox certainly with some of these injuries and the rise of the Twins, they're not bulletproof. Uh, but I, I do have a hard time seeing anyone usurping them. Uh, as well as you got some under the radar guys on the offense. Like I think Andrew Vaughn, uh, former highly, pretty highly touted prospect. I think that he can be a useful guy uh, at the DH spot or, you know, rotating around the lineup. They added uh, Adam Hazley. Uh, I don't expect much offensively, but could be a productive outfielder. Uh, yeah, I, I, I still like the White Sox. I don't know if I like them past, you know, this division, but I, I still think it's pretty clearly their, uh, their division. I mean, you spoke about Andrew Vaughn. I mean, he got hurt too. Like this, this team, I, like that's why I was kind of just like so lost for words talking about them. It's just, it feels like they have some sort of like curse on them or something. Cause I feel like every time there's White Sox news, it's someone getting hurt. I think it's Vaughn's just, back though. Is he, is he back? I, I just, back. I, I remember just seeing he got carted off the field. Yeah. I don't know. There's just like some just weird, I don't know. They just, everyone keeps on getting hurt with that team. I hope they can stay healthy because they could win the world series if they were healthy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now we can move it on to the American League West. Uh, in last place, I have the Oakland A's. And I feel like uh, similar to the Rays, uh, like I kept on doubting them. But now I think I can like officially say that the Oakland A's are the worst team in the AL West. And like unless some absolute miracle happens, this is not a good team. Like they got rid of everyone. I mean, it was a complete fire sale. It's a shame. John Fisher, you know, this kind of off topic, but he does not deserve to own that team. I feel bad for all of the A's fans. They sold it off. I mean, you've got Sean Murphy, Tony Kemp. That's like, that's like it. Uh, This team isn't good. Uh, I guess. And then like on the pitching front, you've got Frankie Montas, Lou Trevino. Um, So yeah, I, Four. That's four good players. This team isn't good. It's unfortunate. I have the A's in last place. Yeah, I mean, the A's for. I mean, with all of the lack of you know funding or you know actual money put into this team, they've been one of the better teams in baseball over the last you know decade or so. They've been consistent contenders, but man, I mean. They got rid of everybody, uh, you know, got rid of their franchise cornerstones, literally at the corners uh, in Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, uh, you know, get rid of Chris Bassett, Sean Mania. Um, you get rid of, you let your manager go. That's, you don't see that, um, you know, as a podcast, like college football. I love it. But for your manager. It's like college you, football. It just, it's so weird. Like it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's crazy. This team really is left with, I mean, Sean Murphy, uh, I guess Ramon Liriano when he comes back from his suspension. Uh, I guess, you know, this is the opportunity for us to see, you know, if a guy like Christian Pache will pan out, he's going to get his opportunity. Uh, You still got, you know, I I mean, I don't even know. I feel like I probably couldn't even name the guys. And the the thing is, like, like, Odds are Sean Murphy's traded at the deadline and Lou Trevino is traded. Like what they have is going to be gone. I'm most certain of it. It's I just, will it's... say, I will say, however, for as bad as they are, I don't think the rotation is that bad. Frankie Montas will be gone at some point, but for now, Frankie Montas is good. Uh, 
Cole Irvin's pretty solid. I like James uh, Caprillion. I know, I think he's hurt, but he'll be back at some point. Uh, Dalton Jeffries, I don't hate. Uh, I think there's still some stuff going on pitching, but in most most years, that's helpful because, like, you know, that's what helps get them to the playoffs. But instead, it's like, oh, I hope they play well so we can trade them. Uh, yeah, Lou Trevino, former top prospect, AJ Puck. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I don't. It's just there's there's not a lot going on, and it's it, it's sad. Not because they're a bad not because it's not said that they're a bad team. It's sad that they're a bad team because because they wanted to basically. If they they, they didn't have to get rid of their franchise guys, they don't. No team has to be a small market team. These you know these owners again. This is really doesn't have anything to do. Uh, but they it just they don't deserve. They just they they don't deserve a team, no question. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Um, fourth place in the AL West, I've got the Texas Rangers, who had a very had a very fascinating offseason. I mean, they it felt like uh, they were making a move every day, and like before the lockout, and then after the lockout, they spent a little bit. Um, they got John Gray, who I love. I love John Gray. Like John Gray could be a dark horse Cy Young candidate in that ballpark. Um, but the, other than that, the pitching isn't very good, like at all. Like maybe you hope Dane Dunning looks solid. He could be a solid number two for what they have. Um, you've got uh, what's his name, Taylor Hearn. I think isn't. I think he's their opening day starter which is kind of bizarre or no, no, it's John Gray. He goes, I think, or no hurt. Sorry. Hearn is their home opener starter. That's what I saw. My apologies. Um, The lineup is good. Like the, the lineup is like solid. I mean, Brad Miller, Nate, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Adolis Garcia, like, that's you know those those are good hitters, and then you've you've got good catchers and Mitch Garver and Jonah Heim. Those are great catchers. I think this team is like, if if next off season they get some good pitching, like they could be ALS contenders. But for now, I don't see it. Um, they'll they'll take a positive step forward though, and that's that's really big because last year they looked like one of the worst teams in baseball, and now there's like a long shot that they could compete in this division. So, I'm um, you know good for them. It's good they spend. The A's should look at a team like the Rangers and realize, well, maybe you know, maybe it's a good thing to spend. Yeah, I mean that's what I, I think. It's funny that we go from a team like the A's who were successful, you know, have been successful recently, uh, and then instead of working to build on that success, tore it down. Versus a Rangers team which has been generally unsuccessful, uh, especially last year you saw them trade away their best player, Joey Yallo. Um, and then this offseason do kind of a full 180 and, you know, shell out money to the two of the top middle infielders and Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, which sets them up with a pretty solid lineup. Uh, those two up the middle, uh, they got Mitch Garver behind the dish uh, to platoon with Jonah High, more the defensive guy. Uh, you get Brad Miller, uh, who I love. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how he does in more of a, more of a consistent ABS kind of role, but I I think he's a good I think he's a good player. I think he will just match in general. Uh, I don't think Adolis Garcia is as complete of a player as we once thought he may be. Uh, but 
Uh, but I think he, you know, if nothing else, he still brings power. That's the thing about this team is there, there's a lot of power. Uh, even got Cole Calhoun uh, still kicking it. He, you know, he can still still has power. Uh, it's it's a pretty solid lineup. The pitching is where it kind of goes downhill. You know, I mentioned the addition of John Gray. I think John Gray uh, can be solid. I think he'll be, you know, I love him for this year. I, I love John Gray for this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think he'll definitely improve. You know, getting away from Colorado, uh, but I still don't. I don't consider him an ace type. I think Dane Dunning is useful, but uh, after that, I mean, they're banking on former top prospect Spencer Howard to take a big leap forward, which I have kind of a hard time seeing. Uh, and then the bullpen. I mean, not much going on in that bullpen. Uh, like I don't. There's just there's just not too much going on back there. But the, look, the lineup is something positive to build off of. Uh, and I think that they're moving in the right direction. I think it's just moving forward. They really don't have too much to work on on the offense. You know, maybe there are a couple things here and there that they can improve on. But the lineup as is is fine. It's about if they can improve the rotation and bullpen. That's when they can start. Uh, you know, competing towards playoffs. Um. In third place in this division, I have the Seattle Mariners. And, um, you know, people are like – I think a lot of people think they're a playoff lock. But, quite frankly, they were incredibly lucky last year. And, yes, they had a big offseason. They got Robbie Ray. You know, they got uh, Jesse Winker. But I just don't – like, I think Robbie Ray is going to regress for one – and also, like, Jesse Winker's a great, great acquisition, but, like, their run differential was late, literally negative 70 last year, and everything went their way in these situations. And they won 90 games, and they, they missed the playoffs. I just – this team is going to regress, and I have them winning 80 games. They might not regress as hard as 80 games, like, as I mean, as 80 wins, but, like, I just – I don't really – I don't – I just don't like this team. Like, the lineup – is not very good. Like Ty France is great, but Adam Frazier, some mix of like Toro Crawford and and Dylan Moore. You've got like Eugenio Suarez. It just feels like I I like JP Crawford, but like Toro Suarez, Moore, Frazier, it just feels like a bunch of mediocre infielders. And then the outfield, like Mitch Hanniger, uh, Julio Rodriguez. And I, I guess Jesse Winker will DH for them. And then you'll probably see Kalanick in the field. That just – lineup doesn't move me. Um, and the bullpen's solid, but I think it will regress a little bit. I just – I don't know. I do like Matt Brash – or Brash. Matt Brash. I think Matt Brash is going to be very good this year. Him and Logan Gilbert, two great starting pitchers. Probably will both – I think Gilbert will be better than Robbie Ray, and uh, Brash will be very, very good. Yeah, uh, third place, I also have the Seattle Mariners. I – Look, I think they're they can be a good team, but I, I do agree that I think a lot of their success last year is generally an outlier to what what should have been expected. The lineup's solid. Uh love Ty France, you know, brutal loss for the Padres to what he could be doing right now at first base instead of he who shall not be named. Uh I love Jesse Winker. He dude just rakes. Uh and you know, take him in absolutely any lineup. Mitch Hanniger, uh pretty consistently useful uh you add julio rodriguez to the lineup 
it might take some time to adjust, but I, I mean, I love him. I, I have a hard time not seeing him become a superstar. While Jared Kelenic uh, really struggled, and on that flip side, after being so touted, I have, I, I don't know. I've really lost a lot of my confidence in him. Uh, I'm not completely out on him because he's talented, and because I'm not going to let part of one season, you know, define his career. But I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't love it. Uh, Adam Frazier, what he did last year with the Pirates was just an outlier to what he's generally done in his career. Uh, he hits too many ground balls. He's just, he's fine. Contact guy at the bottom of the lineup. That I, I guess that's fine. Not really necessarily an everyday starter. Uh, J.P. Crawford's not a bad player, just doesn't necessarily give you that much uh, offensively. The rotation, I still think, I think the rotation's solid. Uh, I think it's hard to see Robbie Ray replicate uh, what he did last year, but I still think he can be solid. Uh, maybe ERA in like the three sex range. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, you know what you're getting from him. Nothing incredible, but you're getting, uh, you know, generally quality innings. Uh, Logan Gilbert, I think, I think he's a stud. Matt Brash, I think it'll maybe take some time, but he's, he's going to be good. Uh, Chris Flexen, it's not, it's not a bad rotation by any means. Uh, the bullpen, uh, you got some guys, you got Paul Seawald, uh, Diego Castillo, uh, I want to say, I know Ken Giles got hurt, but I, hopefully he'll be He's going to return in this year. I'm okay. pretty sure. And look, the one guy uh, that I love, uh, Andres Munoz, uh, dude throws a hundred miles an hour. He's finally back from, uh, from TJ. Well, I guess he was back last year, but he's, he was really good with the Padres when he was healthy. Uh, he's a guy who I could see becoming their closer at some point. Um, and yeah, I, I think the Mariners are a solid team. Uh, I just think that maybe where they're at now, like, like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't really think I see them as a team that won 90 games last year and took a step forward. I see them as maybe a team that won more, more like last year's team was like an 80 win team. And now they can jump up a little bit because this team doesn't look crazy good to me. And I, I totally skipped over Angelio Suarez. Uh, I think he's fine. I don't think. I guess when you're rotating, came in and out. They have. They, they he's have, horrible. They have depth, but I just. I, I. I don't really. He's not a guy that I'd want be playing too often. Like with all due respect, he's horrible. He's yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I have them in third. Um. My second place team is the Angels. I know I'm an Angels fan, and I think you can check me here, but like. I, I if you know if the bias is maybe blinding me, but I think that honestly the Angels are one of the more underrated teams this year because for years it's been they need pitching, they need pitching, they have pitching. Like the Angels have a top five bullpen in baseball, and the rotation is just it's good enough. It it's you don't see these one year reclamation projects in this rotation. I mean, you've got Shohei Otani. Obviously, Noah Syndergaard's on a one-year deal, but he's not a reclamation project. Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, Michael Lorenzen. He's kind of a – Michael Lorenzen's kind of a reclamation project. And then Reed Detmers. It's good enough. Like, that's not a great rotation, but it's just good enough. And with the lineup in the bullpen, I think the Angels are – I think they're going to sneak in with the expanded playoffs. I have them winning 85 games. And no means do I think the Angels are an excellent team. They have their flaws, but I think with this with this expanded playoffs in the lineup, I just I think the Angels are going to get in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, second place. I also have the Angels. 
the lineup, it's been pretty good consistently for a while. You have the unicorn Shohei Otani. Uh, you have Mike Trout, who healthy Mike Trout, you know, best, best player on the planet. Uh, Jared Walsh is going to keep doing his thing against righties. Uh, a healthy and, you know, playing well Anthony Rendon will go far. I think I think he can – I don't know if he'll get back to an MVP candidate level kind of guy, but I think he can I think he can be solid. Uh, lineup's pretty good. Uh, a lot of their success, however – well, I think they're a good lineup to begin with, and I think if you find success from the likes of the youngsters, Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh, I think it'd become a great lineup. Uh, the rotation, it's not incredible, but I think it's serviceable. Uh, you got Joe Otani, who you know what you're getting from him. He's if he's if he's throwing if he's healthy all year, he's an ace. Uh, you have Noah Syndergaard, who. Let's look. I don't want spring training to be deceiving, but he looked really good last night against the Dodgers. I think that he, I, I, I think Noah Syndergaard can be pretty good this year. Patrick Sandoval definitely won a big sleeper in baseball. Uh, personally, my favorite player in this rotation, Jose Suarez. I think he's 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 not a guy that you're expecting to go six plus innings super often, but I think he can give you consistent good innings. Uh, the guy to look for is Reed Detmers, the youngster. Uh, got the job. We'll see how he does. Uh, obviously, highly touted as a you know top fifty prospect in baseball, and the pen. The pen is honestly, for as much as the Angels' rotation has often been disappointing, their pen has been really bad quite often. But you bring back Rysel Iglesias, uh, you sign Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop, uh, Archie Bradley. Uh, you have guys like Mike Myers. Uh, it's. It's a under the radar Austin Warren. Just as an Angels fan watching him, he's he's very good and he kind of flies under the radar. Same with Jose Quijada. Yeah, I mean they're just like it's a pretty solid bullpen. Uh, and yeah, Angels. Look, I I did this last year too, and maybe this is just Noah rubbing off on me. But I have them second in the division, and I have them I have them grabbing wild card spot. And I will say just to to argue. Um, Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout basically didn't play the entire 2021 season and they managed to win 77 games with Phil Gosselin and Jack Mayfield playing every day. I love me some Jack Mayfield, but yeah. Um, Yeah. And one thing you mentioned Detmers, one last thing, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not in love with spring training stats, but 16 strikeouts and no walks. That's very telling of who Reed Detmers is. Yeah. Um, and winning the division, the team that it feels like they've won this division for years and years now, the Houston Astros, you lose Correa, but Jeremy Pena is, you know, he's rising up quickly. He probably might, yeah, I think he'll be with the team this year, maybe not on opening day, but like, I don't, I don't they don't skip a beat. The pitching is really good. Uh, the lineup is still really solid. I mean, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, like, that's ridiculous. Michael Brantley, Jose Altuve, Alex. It's just, it's, that's, they're, they're a great team. They're going to win this division. And I think they're going to take a step down because I have them winning 87 games, but still like, this is the best team in this division. And I don't, I don't really think you can argue it. I think this is easily the best team in this division. I, uh, I absolutely love the Houston Astros. I have them winning the division. Uh, They've lost, you know, they lose. Carlos Correa, which is unfortunate. They lost George Springer the year before, but look, this lineup still matches. You still got six guys, you know, Altuve, 
Bregman, Brantley, Alvarez, Guriel, Tucker, who all still match, which really puts it into perspective. Granted, uh, obviously, some of the guys weren't as established, but that when you had those guys plus George Springer and Carlos Cray, that's just that's ridiculous. Uh, but I think, you know, Chaz McCormick, uh, whatever, whatever combination they throw in the outfield can be fine. I think, I think more for Jake Myers. You're more of a Jake Meyer guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, McCormick has, like, uh, shoulder issues. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Pena, I think it'll take some time, but I think that he can uh, he can be a fine fine shortstop, if nothing else, replacement level to begin with. Uh, Martin Maldonado, I mean, you have him for the defense. Jason Castro, though, played very well last year. Uh, big fan of him. Uh, the rotation, they have a really good rotation. Uh, from Valdez, big fan. Uh, Justin Verlander, it's a little sketch, you know, when he's, he's coming back from injury. I, I'm betting on, you know, what he's been at the top, which is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I don't think he'll be that, but I think he'd be a front of the rotation guy. Uh, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, uh, Jake Odorizzi was a little disappointing last year, but I still, you know, if you have him towards the back of the rotation, that works for me. Uh, Lance McCullers will be back at some point. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Then you move into the bullpen, which is really good too. Uh, Ryan Presley, Hector Norris, uh, Phil Maton, Christian Javier. There, there's, there's a lot to like. Uh, there's a lot like Blake Taylor, Brandon B. Like they're, they're just they're they have a really deep bullpen. Uh, really, just I, I really like the Astros. Also, impressive how they've they've lost guys and they just still are so good. Also, to me, like, the, the rotation feels very, like, Padres-esque in the sense that there isn't, like, a true number one, it feels like, but everyone's just so solid that they're just – they're going to put together innings and they they have a really good bullpen all around. Absolutely. I uh, I think that's that's a good observation. But, yeah, so those are our standings uh, for the AL. Do you want to go through our awards for the American League? Yeah. Um, so my American League MVP – I, I think the American League MVP is fascinating because you have Otani, you have Trout, you have Vladdy Jr., and then you have guys like Luis Robert, Jose Ramirez, Aaron Judge, you know, there and there's more out there for sure. But I, I think Vladdy Jr. is going to win the AL MVP. I mean, in most normal years, Vlad, Vladdy Jr., with the season he had last year, he's he's winning MVP. Unfortunately, there was just a unicorn named Shohei Otani that was better in almost every facet. Vladimir Jr. or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to win the AL MVP, and he's going to be a big reason why the Blue Jays win that division. I love me some Vladdy Jr. Yeah, I mean, hard not hard not to love Vladdy Jr. for sure. I mean, he for him to he was so great last year, and just for you know took a. One of the best seasons, I, I'd say the best season in baseball history to direct. Yeah, best season in baseball history for sure. Um, my AL MVP, I was just raving about them. Uh, he comes from the Astros. He is generally the young, the youngster of the group. It's Kyle Tucker. I, uh, I absolutely love Kyle Tucker. Absolutely matches. There's a reason they were, you know, okay letting George Springer go. There's a reason they're okay with giving up. Uh, some of the bats that they've lost to free agents. It's because they have, they, they still have the dudes and they got a guy named Kyle Tucker that when you're shelling out, you know, would you rather shell out money to 30 year old George Springer or to, you know, Kyle Tucker who hasn't even hit his peak yet and is, you know, 
OPSing, you know, above like 900 last year or something like that. I love him. Uh, I also have, I, on these, I have runner-ups and dark horses. Uh, my runner-up in the AL, Mike Trout. If he's healthy, he's in the conversation. It's as simple as that. And my dark horse, as uh, Noah mentioned earlier, Yon Montada. Uh, I think he's talented. He has all the tools to do it. Uh, he's shown that he has the power. You know, he's shown in the past that he has the power. If that power can come back uh, on a game in game out basis, he'll. Uh, I think he can compete for the award for sure. Yeah, yeah. He needs to lift the ball a little more, but if he can do that, he'll be good. He'll be an MVP candidate for sure, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, so we can move over to Cy Young. Yeah. Um. So I, I talked about the Angels a lot, and um, I, th- I I have them making the playoffs, and and in this in this universe where my predictions are all accurate, I think a big reason is Noah Syndergaard being any you know an elite pitcher, and and he's shown it if, if he in the past, and if he can stay healthy, like why not someone like Noah Syndergaard? And I mean. I think he's shown, obviously it's just spring training, but he's shown good stuff and, and he's been sitting 96 and he, he went on record saying he expects his velocity to like get back and, you know, back, back to like a hundred on the two seam uh, as the season goes on, he'll ramp up. I mean, he's lights out if he can stay healthy and I have him winning my Cy Young. Maybe I'm, like I said, blinded by bias, but I really think Noah Syndergaard could win the Cy Young this year. Yeah, uh, my pick is someone who earlier I was raving about. Uh, that is Lucas Giolito. He's it's a risky pick because he he has some high highs and he has some low lows. Uh, but more than that, I just love the I love listening to the guy. Uh, you know the Chris Rose rotation. I he's a very talented pitcher, and I think he, they're gonna need him to step up with Lance Lynn out. Uh, I I think he's up to the challenge. Uh, I think that. He's at, he's always shown flashes of being you know best pitcher in the league kind of thing. I think he can string it together, uh, get it done this year. My runner up, I have Garrett Cole. Uh, you know he's just a guy year in year out. He's going to be in that conversation. And uh, my dark horse, uh, who I talked about earlier, Casey Mize. Uh, there's a reason he was the number one pick. Uh, he has the stuff to do it. It's about just finding some consistency. And then, uh, do you have AL Rookie of the Year? Yeah, my AL Rookie of the Year is Joe Ryan. Um, I like Joe Ryan. He throws strikes and he's, he's all business. You know, he doesn't walk anyone strikes at a decent amount of people. I mean, he's going to swagger about him. And I just, I really like Joe Ryan. Obviously I went on and on about how I don't really like the twins pitching, but I really do like Joe Ryan. And I think he's going to win the rookie of the year. But I think the thing about the rookie of the year that we have to remember is like, we're probably not going to be right with the rookie of the year because it's always someone very random. So, but but I'll, I'll I'll put my pick as Joe Ryan. Yeah, uh, my pick. I have Joe Ryan as my runner-up. Love Joe Ryan as well. My other rookie of the year, Spencer Torkelson. I know that it's maybe he's probably you know the favorite for of the award, and you know I understand why some might shy away from that. But the dude's just a pure hitter, and I just I think he's gonna have a pretty seamless transition. Uh, I think that he can just he'll immediately be the Tigers might even be the Tigers' best hitter. That's just how, how good I think that he is. Uh, so I have Torkelson winning AL Rookie of the Year. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else AL-related to add before we conclude this episode? I don't know, man. I'm just excited for baseball. I love baseball. I like baseball. 
Um, you know, and I, I really do enjoy talking about the American League where I don't have as many, you know, ties. I can kind of just talk freely about baseball versus next episode. Uh, you guys will hear us talk about the National League. With National League, I have more uh, strong opinions, possibly some more love, more hatred. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that will just about conclude this episode. Make sure to follow the Instagram at the.redshirt. That's where we're posting all of our updates, uh, as well as this is the podcast, uh, the Redshirt blo- the red blo- the red podcast on Spotify. Um, that's what you're listening to right now. The Redshirt.blog, where you'll read all of my articles. Um, and then on Twitter at the Redshirt blog, I don't post frequently enough on Twitter, but who knows if you follow, maybe you'll get a tweet. Um, and that'll conclude this episode of the Redshirt podcast. Stay tuned for part two, where we talk about the NL and the playoffs. We'll see you guys next time.